Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the Goodyear Hotline. Huge couple days here for me. My thanks to a lot of people sending me very nice notes of uh, well wishes and encouragement and enthusiasm and everything else as I will have. You know, the biggest assignment of my career, hosting the draft on Thursday and Friday night. The next couple of days are going to be really interesting. Right after we wrap up this show here today, I'm flying to Cleveland. And I told you yesterday, it's my first flight in over a year. My last trip was to Miami for the Super Bowl in January of 20. I've lost track of what year that was. Yeah, January of 20. <clears throat> That's a very long time ago. Did you finish your packing? Uh, did I did. I, I, I managed my packing. Socks, I had a little toothbrushes. difficulty with that but I because I had just forgotten all, you know, like you get into a rhythm. These are the things that I throw into a bag when I'm traveling, and I had just forgotten what those things are because I haven't had occasion to do it. But here's the way I'm approaching this. Just people have asked me my, my view of it. I, I said, look, the way I see it, I'm hosting a four-hour talk show Thursday night with enormous breaking news every 10 minutes. So if I can't do that, then I'm not who I think I am. I've been hosting talk shows for a really long time. I'd give anything for the NFL draft to be going on while I'm on. So that's the way I'm approaching this. And so am, am I a little bit nervous? Sure. I mean, until you've done something in your life, you've never done it. So there's a little bit of apprehension that comes with that. But I'm very confident and comfortable. I know what I'm doing. I've studied like crazy for this. Uh, and I love the people that I'm working with, you know, with Booger and, and who's one of my best friends and Mel, who's unbelievable, and Lewis, who's unbelievable, and Shefty and Morton, Susie will be there. So I'm really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to getting to Cleveland and we'll see what winds up happening. The, the, the COVID piece of this, many of you have probably seen this news that Roger uh, Goodell is fully vaccinated now. And so there will be hugs. The entire draft is going to look a lot closer to the way it looked in 2019 than it did in 2020, and look, I thought everyone involved did an unbelievable job last year, starting with Trey and then working through to everyone else. I mean, to put that thing on, the entire NFL, to put on that event at the height of the beginning of the pandemic, just unreal. But of course, it wasn't what anyone wants the presentation of the draft to be. So this year is going to be a lot more like that. We're going to be outside. We're going to be right on the lake. There's going to be a, a lot of fans there. There are a lot of COVID protocols for that. So it'll be extraordinarily safe. A lot of the players are going to be there. They'll be hugging Roger when they go up on the stage. So it should be great. I, I'm really looking forward to it, and I hope that everyone will enjoy watching it. In the meantime, I'll give you a couple of predictions, just of, of particular interest to me. Everyone wants to know what I think the Jets are going to do. Well, you know what the Jets are going to do at two. They're going to take Zach Wilson. And then I think they're going to trade up. I don't think the Jets will draft at 23. There are going to be a lot of trades in this draft. And there are a number of reasons for that. One of them is the pandemic. With the lack of certainty, the lack of of, um, combine, teams just don't know as much about these players as they usually do. And not to bore you by getting too deep in the weeds, but the medical information came out very late this year. Like teams were just getting it in the last few days. So I think you're going to see a lot of reshuffling of the board based upon some medical information that comes in. And I think we're going to see a lot of trades. So I think the Jets are going to trade up. I'm not exactly sure what they'd be trading up for. I'll say this. If one of the big receivers in this draft winds up falling, whether that's either Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddell, which I think is not out of the question, I could see the Jets moving up to try and do something like that. Um, I don't think they have to move up to take the offensive lineman if they're happy with Tevin Jenkins. 
If they want to get Elijah Vera Tucker, I think they would have to move up to get him. One way or another, I think they're going to move up. Many of the mock drafts you've seen have them taking Greg Newsom, the corner out of Northwestern. I think he's off the board by then. I think Chicago might take him, which would be his dream. He's a kid from the northern suburbs of Chicago. Be unbelievable for Greg to wind up with the Bears. He's a terrific player. Davis Mills, I've been telling you for a while, I thought he would be the guy that someone trades into the back end of round one for. We need to know more about the medical. The knee is a real question. So I think that could be the difference between him not even being the next quarterback off the board. Let's wait and hear what we hear, whatever it is that comes out about the medical information on Davis Mills from Stanford. The Panthers, I do not believe, are going to take a quarterback. I know they're making noise like they are. I think they're the spot someone could easily trade up to if a quarterback falls to them. If not, I'd love to see them take an offensive lineman just for the sake of Sam Darnold, whether that's Rashawn Slater if he's sitting there, or Sewell if Sewell should fall there, whichever one they like. And then finally, I'll say, if any of the really big names in this draft are going to fall a little, the one I could see that being is Devontae Smith. Hmm. I, I think of all of them. I think, I don't know this with any certainty, Jamar Chase is going off the board immediately. Kyle uh, Pitts is going off the board immediately. The quarterbacks are all going to go in the top 10. So right there, that's seven players. That leaves you with the two tackles, Rashawn Slater and Penny Sewell. That's nine. Then you have Jalen Waddell. That's 10. I think if you were to poll every team in the NFL, half of them would take Waddell first and half of them would take Devontae Smith first. Really? Waddle is a home run hitter, my man. Wad- Jalen Waddle is the closest thing to Tyreek Hill wow. you're going to see. He's physical. He's built like – see, people think Tyreek Hill – and again, I, this is stuff I've learned from all of my draft prep. People think Tyreek Hill is small. Tyreek Hill is not small. He's just short. Tyreek Hill is thick. Devontae Smith is small. Jalen Waddle is not that is, – is, is not nearly that short, but he's not tall, but he's thick. And he's explos- the, the most explosive player in the draft. Punt returns, home run, home run threat, take the top off a of defense. I think if I had to predict it right now, I would bet that Waddle goes ahead of Devontae Smith. How much do you think the, that Smith weighing in at 166 will affect his, his stock? Not as much as Tutu Atwell weighing in under 150. But he I was mean, never going to be a t- you know, first half of the first round guy. No, Smith but was. he was a guy people were talking about sneaking into the back end mm. of the first round. And I think he's going to fall like crazy. Look, Devontae Smith weighs 10 pounds less than I do. That just has to be a factor. (laughs) If one football player hit me one time, I'd be done. Now, I don't mean to make a joke about it. He's a great player. He's going to go in the first round of the NFL draft. So he's he's not plummeting. But I could see if if someone's going to fall a little, I could see it Mm. being him. In the meantime, Hembo has got fun trivia questions for me. We're presented by Progressive Insurance, making it easy to bundle your home and car insurance. Give me one, Hembo. Greeny, which NFL franchise owns the longest active drought since drafting a first-round quarterback? All 32 have. Which NFL franchise owns the longest active drought since doing so? All right, so I know that you know that I know that the Patriots haven't taken one since Belichick has been there. The the last quarterback they took in the first round was Drew Bledsoe. So I fear that's too obvious. I fear that if that were the answer, you wouldn't have asked it to me because, you, as I say, you know that I know that you know that. That's right. <laughs> or at least you know I know I know that. So I feel like it's not going to be the Patriots, even though that was my, my, the first thought that jumped into my head. What other team has had successful quarterbacks that they didn't take in the first round? 
So New Orleans didn't take Breeze. He wasn't a first-round pick anyway, but that doesn't matter because they didn't take him. Trying to think who the Saints, they had like Aaron Brooks before him and who were there, Bobby Hebert and, and, and guys like that. I feel like it might be New Orleans. That is correct. Oh, come on, Greeny. That was that was a good pull out of my hard bucket. The Saints have only drafted one quarterback in the first round in the common draft era, and it was Archie Manning in 1971. They haven't taken a first-round quarterback in 40, that's 50, excuse me, 50 years. The only other team to only take one, the Dallas Cowboys, Troy Aikman, the first pick in 1989. Mm. That's interesting. That's one you could probably stump a lot of people with. Okay, I love it. We're getting ready for this draft, and I'm really excited for it. Greeny with you, brought to you by... 303 products, premium protectants, and cleaners. Keep your car looking like new longer. Plenty of time for your call still to come in this hour on the draft. But up next, the green list on how I believe the NFL is about to get shaken up beyond the draft. That's next. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Greeny, the podcast. I am Greeny, and I'm going to get you set for the draft in a different way. My green list today would shake up the league in ways that I believe either will or should happen, and I'm not talking about the draft. Those are on the way in 30 seconds after this. Good news for baseball fans. Look, you're allowed to attend games this season. You know that. In many cases, you're sitting in pods with your group. Businesses everywhere are making the gradual shift towards normalcy, which means more hiring, which is where ZipRecruiter comes in. 
ZipRecruiter's matching technology finds people with the right experience for your job and invites them to apply. It's no wonder that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Only at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. The list is what determines who matters in this business. The Green List. All right, every day here with me, it's The Green List. My top five is chosen exclusively by me, the world's foremost authority on all matters. And today's list, with a lot of the rumors that are going on around there, are the top five NFL players who either will or should be traded in and around the draft. I think many of these are going to happen. The ones that aren't going to happen should happen. Start at the top. Number five. Five is Teddy Bridgewater. That one's a fait accompli. Teddy Bridgewater is just waiting to see which team in this draft doesn't get a quarterback that they want. He has a relationship with the new general manager in Denver. If, if the Broncos don't wind up getting a quarterback in this draft, I would absolutely expect Bridgewater to go there. If not, he'll go somewhere. And I'll tell you what, he's better than a lot of the guys. He's better than the starting quarterback in several places. Who would you rather have right now, Teddy Bridgewater or Andy Dalton in a vacuum? What's the answer to that question? Hambo, Bubba, Nuno, Devin, anybody. Who would you rather have? Teddy Bridgewater, Andy Dalton, right now. No, no, no strings attached, no financial considerations. Which quarterback would you rather have on your team right now? Teddy. Teddy. I take Dalton in Chicago because of Teddy's lack of arm strength there. But in a vacuum, I think I take Teddy. I mean, I remember Teddy playing the coldest weather game in history in Minnesota in a playoff game, and he played pretty well. Should have won that game. They missed the chip shot field goal at the end. That's right. I'd go Teddy, and he's a lot younger, too. Teddy Bridgewater could still be someone's future at quarterback. He's going to get traded after this draft, and someone will be happy about it. Number four. Four is Odell. Now, every message they're sending you, every signal they're sending in Cleveland is that they're not planning to trade Odell. And I don't have any information that suggests that they will, but I think they should. I think it would be best for everybody. I think it would be best for Odell. I think it would be best for the Browns, Baker Mayfield, and everyone. They were just fine without him last year. They feel like they need another receiver. There are plenty of them in this draft. They could draft, you know, third, fourth, fifth round. That French, that that roster is loaded, loaded with talent. And Odell, I, I think he, I think it's a complicated situation, and I don't think he's done anything wrong. By the way, I don't, I don't blame him in any way for the fact that I think it would be in everyone's best interest for him to be on a different team. Again, every signal coming out of Cleveland is that it's not going to happen. Every signal coming from Odell is that he doesn't want it to happen. So we'll see. That's why I named the list things that either will or should happen. That's one I think should. Maybe it won't. Number three. Julio Jones is one that I think will. The Falcons are now openly talking about trading Julio Jones. There were reports that they're considering it, and the general manager, Terry Fontenot, did absolutely nothing to quiet it. Now, Shefty says that trading him after June 1st will be greatly advantageous salary cap-wise. But we allowed ourselves to dream on TV this morning. How about Julio Jones on the Packers with Aaron Rodgers? How about you got Devontae Adams and Julio Jones as your wide receivers and your quarterback is Aaron Rodgers? You want a move that is going to finally make him happy, that is going to finally make Rodgers say, okay, we're good. Because, Hembo, you had an excellent tweet that I saw today. 
their last nine first-round picks in Green Bay. They drafted eight defensive players and then Rodgers' replacement. They, were, they drafted Jordan Love. He's the only offensive player they drafted in the last nine first-round picks. They could do him one better and, and, and trade for Julio Jones. Mm. I do believe one way or another Julio's going to get traded. Number two. So is Stefan Gilmore. Now, Diana, uh, Diana Rossini had this on Get Up yesterday. Stefan Gilmore is due to only make $7 million this year. He won't play for that. He's just worth so much more than that. And I don't think Bill pays him. I think Bill uses him in a trade. So if you're looking to try and, and move up in the draft or whatever it might be, I could see Bill including Stefan Gilmore, two years removed from being the defensive player of the year in the NFL and still pretty young, or certainly young enough, to be a difference maker somewhere. I think Gilmore winds up getting traded. And particularly if Bill wants to move up in the first round, he doesn't love trading first-round picks. Maybe he sends one first-rounder. If he wants to move a long way, including Stefan Gilmore in a trade, I think could go a long way towards doing that. I think there's a really good chance that happens. Number one. But to me, Jimmy Garoppolo is number one because I think that's the quarterback Bill wants. And I'll go back to where I began the show today to wrap this piece of it up. And that is to say that what winds up happening with Garoppolo will be determined by what happens at number three. The 49ers are going to shape so many things. And here's how. I believe their decision at quarterback, which Shefty tells us has not yet been made, and if Shefty is telling you that about, about the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan, he's right. Trust me. So, that means the two choices they have are Mac Jones and Trey Lance. There are any number of differences between those two players, but one of them is Mac Jones would be your week one starter if he is drafted. Trey Lance, who didn't have a season, <coughs> pardon me, I sneezed, didn't have a season this year, would not be ready to start week one. If they take Lance, I don't believe they trade Garoppolo. If they take Lance and thus don't trade Garoppolo, I think Bill goes after Mac Jones because Mac Jones is the one who starts to fall. If they take Mac Jones, then I believe Bill tries to trade for Garoppolo because Mac Jones will be the starter week one. So I know that's a lot of moving parts, but that's kind of the way this stuff works. The way I just said it, does it make sense to you? It does. The 49ers control the Patriots quarterback destiny. They kind of do because the two guys I think Bill would most like to have as his quarterback are Mac Jones and Jimmy Garoppolo. And it kind of feels to me like San Francisco is choosing between them. What if Justin Fields is the one that falls instead of Mac Jones? I don't know if Bill is interested in that or not. I really don't. I, I mean, he may be. If it was me, I would take Justin Fields way ahead of Mac Jones. I wouldn't even be on the list of options. <laughs> But I don't know about that one. But Bill, Saban, Sarkeesian, Mac Jones, everything about it seems to line up to me. So I believe when you see what happens at three, you will get a very clear picture of what the Patriots quarterback situation is going to be. Right, right now, my job is to give you a clear picture on the draft, and the best way to do it is to let you ask me what you want to know. My phone number is 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. Call now. Your questions on the draft. I will do my best to answer as many as I can. And we have Who You Got also still on the way. With me, Greeny, next on ESPN Radio.
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call ClickGranger.com or just stop by. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Greeny, the podcast. All right, Greeny with you. Your phone calls are coming up in just a moment. We'll do who you got as well. I come to you live every day from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17, presented by Progressive Insurance with guests on the Goodyear Hotline. And again, we are busy here as I get set to take off for Cleveland right after the show today and host nights one and two of the NFL draft. And your calls are 30 seconds away after this 30-second word from HelloFresh. You know, we all miss a true, real break. I don't mean just endless downtime, but a break that feels earned, a shortcut you give yourself that makes your life truly easier without sacrificing the end result. That's how you'll feel with HelloFresh. You can skip the grocery store without sacrificing delicious meals, 25, more than 25 chef-created recipes to pick from every week. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Greeny12. Use the code Greeny12. You get 12 free meals, including free shipping. That's code Greeny12 at HelloFresh.com slash Greeny12. All right, to the phones we go. Uh, Your questions on the draft. I am getting set here. I know everything there is to know about this thing. I'll do my best to answer any questions you have. Bubba, who's first up? First up is Scott. All right, Scott, you're on ESPN Radio. What's your question? Hey, Greeny. Um, my question has to do with your uh, your hypothetical scenario about the Niners taking Mac Jones and yeah. the Patriots trading for Jimmy Garoppolo. The Niners have been wanting a first-round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo. Would you see the Patriots trading the first-round pick at that point for Jimmy G? No, I don't think they'd have to. The moment the 49ers draft a quarterback at number three, Jimmy Garoppolo becomes like a car that's been driven off the lot. All right, Scott, so so I don't know if you ever are aware of this or not, but if you buy a car, let's say you buy a car that costs $30,000. The sticker price is $30,000. You buy it, you drive it around the block, and you come back. And say to the guy you bought it from, I'll sell this back to you right now. He'll say, cool, I'll give you 15 grand. <laughs> like, the, the, it just goes down that fast. And that is what happens to Jimmy Garoppolo. There's no way in the world they get a first-round pick for him. Bill will give them a two. They'll be happy with it. it. It's the right thing to do for everybody. I believe he does it. I believe they've backed off their first-round pick. I've seen some reporting that they've backed off their demand of a first-round pick anyway. There's no way in hell anyone gives them a number one for Garoppolo because he's always hurt. But Bill loves him. So I think he gets him for a two or something like that. It's a good question, Scott. I appreciate it. Bubba, who's next? Next up is Corey. All right, Corey, what do you like to know? Hey, Greeny. All right, so do the Broncos trade up to try to get one of these quarterbacks, or do they trade down to get Drew Locke some weapons? Which one? Yes. So it's an excellent ex- – I think they should do one of those two things. It's an excellent question. In my mock draft, Corey, that I did here on this program, I projected them to go up to four and take Justin Fields. That is my prediction. So 
That's what I'm telling you I think they'll do. That, that would be my prediction. If I were sitting where they're sitting, I might go the other way. I, I think that the quarterbacks in this draft are, to some degree, being overvalued because of the, the just the disproportionate importance of the position. If I were them, I'd let someone trade up to my, my spot at nine and take one of the quarterbacks, whichever one winds up falling there, if indeed there is one. I think there's a good chance there'll be a quarterback left at nine, although that's not a lock. It's going to depend what happens at four. So I'm giving you two answers to one question, Corey. I, I'm predicting they will trade up and take a quarterback at four. If I were sitting where they're sitting, I don't think I would. I would bring in Teddy Bridgewater and live with that for a year and see what happens. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Bubba, who's next? Bradley. Bradley. Welcome to the program. What would you like to know? Um, Greeny, I'm curious as to what my Brown should do with the 26 pick. I think we still need some help on defense with the struggles we've had last year, even though we've added guys. And I'm curious to see what's available that late in the first round that could help us out. Well, so, so the deepest positions in the draft are corner. The deepest defensive position in the draft by far is corner. Now, you just signed Jadeveon Clowney. I was going to say that right around that area is where a lot of the edge rushers are going to go. There's not, there are no edge rushers in this draft that are going right up at the top. The best defensive players are not the edge rushers in this draft. So I'm going to throw some names at you that I could see getting drafted around that area. Aziz Ojolari from Georgia. Uh, Zavin Collins from Tulsa. Jalen Phillips, if he falls there because of the medical questions from Miami. Gregory Rousseau, also from Miami. These are the pass rushers, all of whom I could see going in that general neighborhood. Now, again, you've got Miles Garrett on one side and you just signed Jadeveon Clowney. So maybe it doesn't make any sense to do that. I think the best defensive back in this whole draft, the best defensive back in this whole draft is Trayvon Merrig, who was the safety from TCU. Generally, t- uh, safeties don't go as high as defensive backs. So I've seen him mocked anywhere from the mid-first round to late in the first round. I think he's going to be a great player. So if, if you're looking to go defense, I th- those are a couple of the places that I would think of immediately and people who I think could reasonably be available. That's Greeny on ESPN Radio. Bubba, who's next? Davis. Davis, welcome. What can I tell you? So I'm curious on my Cardinals. Um, do they, with only five picks in the draft, do they trade out a 16 or do they take a corner, which we need to replace Peterson? I would definitely, if you're looking for a corner, there are great ones in this draft. Now, here's the issue. The, the, the big corners in this draft, there are four of them who have first-round grades. Patrick Sertan is going to be gone, I believe. I believe he goes to Dallas at 10. Uh, J.C. Horn is the next one. He's Joe Horn's son. 50-50, he's gone at 6. That then leaves you with Caleb Farley, who might just be the best of them all, but the medical is very significant. He just had microdiscectomy on his back in March. So major questions about him. And then Greg Newsom from Northwestern, who I think is a great player. That might be slightly high for him, but not crazy high for him. The other thing about corner is that it's super deep. I literally just read through, we were in a break, and I just read through a list of names. I can read them to you if you want to hear them, of corners who are going to go rounds two and three. They include, just remember these names, Aaron Robinson, Tyson Campbell, Kelvin Joseph, Ifatu Melifanwu, Asante Samuel Jr., Elijah Molden, Eric Stokes, uh, maybe a guy like Benjamin St. Just um, from Minnesota. Th- these are all guys that will go round two, round three. They'll be available. So you can get corners there. 
So if you're Arizona, if that's what you're looking for, maybe it does make sense to move out of that spot at 16. But you know, John Gruden always used to say when he was doing the draft for us, it's all well and good to want to move back. If the phone doesn't ring, you still have to make a pick. And I'm not sure too many people are looking to trade up to 16, depending on how the thing falls. Uh, let's do uh, let's do another one here. Go ahead, Bubba. Give me another name. I like this. We got Alex. Alex, welcome to the program here on ESPN Radio. What can I tell you, Alex? Hey, Greeny. I just want to know if the Eagles plan on jumping Dallas and New York to get one of those uh, good corners you were talking about. Well, By the th- way, Dallas sucks. <laughs> well done, my friend. Well done. <laughs> That was funny. Um, I am hearing reports about Philly looking to move back up. Look, their, their general manager, Howie Roseman is, so, uh, Roseman, is so much fun to follow because he'll tell you like nine different things in every press conference. They're going to do this, this, and this, and then that, and then that. So I was listening to the, to the first draft podcast with Todd and Mel yesterday, and they were saying that the dream scenario for the Eagles would be to have traded back as they did and have one of the big receivers fall to them at 12, which is not impossible. One of the two Alabama guys, Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle. And you, and you said earlier you think Smith is the one likelier to fall potentially. I think so. But, I mean, it could go either way. My personal guess, would, if I had to bet on it right now, I would guess that, that he would be the last one standing. That doesn't mean he'll be available at 12, but I think there's a chance. So Todd McShay said that would be the dream scenario for the Eagles to have made that trade and still gotten what they need more than anything else. The same guy they would have taken at 6, they might get at 12, well, and they get what they got for. Not every team is looking for a quarterback, but when so many teams are, if 5 go early, even if they're not all that high on your board, it stands to reason that the teams picking you know, closer to the teens are going to benefit from that. That will look like a really, really good trade for the Eagles if they get that. All right, Bubba, give me one more, and then we'll do who you got. Let's go to Kevin. All right, Kevin, you're on ESPN Radio. What would you like to know? I see the Falcons shopping Julio Jones as a guarantee that they're taking Pitts at four. What do you think? I don't know. See, that's uh, I could see that either way. If you're going to trade Julio Jones, doesn't that sound like a team that's starting over again? If you're starting over again, why are you taking a, a tight end rather than a quarterback of the future? How many more years? I guess the question is, how many more years does Matty Ice have left? If you think he's got four more years left, then I love it then take Kyle Pitts. If you don't, then I think if you're a rebuilding team, if you're trading Julio Jones, that sounds to me like a team that's rebuilding. Just follow my logic. You tell me if you agree with it. If you are a rebuilding team, then you do one of two things, and neither of them is take Kyle Pitts. You either take your quarterback of the future if you love one, or you trade out of the spot and get more pieces, get more picks, get more, um, get more players, because that's what you need to start over again with. So to me... If you're going to trade Julio Jones, then I think the least likely thing they do is take Kyle Pitts, or at least it would make the least sense to me. Thank you for the calls. That's so much fun. I so love having these conversations, and I love people's interest in this event. I'm just so thrilled and and proud and excited to be a part of it on Thursday night. So uh, that leaves us with one piece of business remaining for the day, but we have saved in some many ways the very best for last. Life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision. Say it! Say it! All right. I'll say it. Who you got? All right. Who you got is a series of binary propositional questions as posed by our disheveled board operator, one of the most accomplished people you'll ever come across in your life, Brendan Bubba Peregrine. Hello again, Bubba. Hello. (laughs) All right. 
What is our first question? I don't know why that makes me laugh. Every time. But, but it's funny. Every single time. Am I, am I the only one who thinks it's funny? <laughs> no. It's funny. <laughs> All right. What's the first question? Who you got as the team most likely to trade up on Thursday? Well, I, I've been saying Denver. I, I did this mock draft for the show last week, and I projected Denver to be the team that moves up. So I, I think I will leave that in place. I think that they... My prediction is they will trade up from nine to four to take a quarterback. I think they just keep getting that position wrong over and over and over and over again. But they've got a new GM in place making the decisions. And I don't think they think that their future is Drew Locke. So while I wouldn't do that, I believe that's what they're going to do. I think they are the likeliest team to trade up because they don't have to give up as much. Like, I think the Bears would give anything to trade up. Washington, Pittsburgh. But they're so far down in this draft. So I will say Denver. Bubba, what's next? And who you got as most likely to trade down? Well, Atlanta's the easy one, but but if you want to then move past that one, the two spots to watch are seven and eight. I think Miami positioned themselves where they are at six because they want to get one of the big playmakers, and they will. Cincinnati's not going to trade down. They, uh, to me, they need the bookend linemen. They need to take either Penny Sewell or Rashawn Slater. All the noise coming out of there is that Joe Burrow wants them to take his old teammate, Jamar Chase. Maybe they do that. One way or another, I don't think they trade out. So if Atlanta doesn't make a trade, then I think you look at seven with Detroit and eight with Carolina. Is someone coming up to those spots to take a quarterback? I'll say the Lions don't do it, and I will say Carolina. I will say number eight, the Carolina Panthers, is the likeliest team to trade down. Bubba, what's next? All right, it's our last chance to get your 49ers predictions. They like five quarterbacks right now, so <laughs> who you got for the 49ers pick? Well, you can't guarantee much when it comes to Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, who I can't knows? guarantee that anybody in the world will be alive Sunday, so I can't guarantee who will be on our roster on Sunday. Um, so that goes for all of us. Look, look, Bubba, how can I answer these questions when we could all be dead Sunday? I mean, who knows? I mean, there could be... Why are we even talking about this? Um, but I so the answer. Stop the show now. I've been saying the day they made that trade, the day they made that trade, I said they're going up to take Trey Lance, and that's what I believe. I have so many people who analyze this stuff for a living, telling me that long term that guy has the most upside of any quarterback in this draft, and the, 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 many of the people who are saying that are people whose opinions I really value. I think that just makes all the sense in the world to me. Draft Lance, keep Garoppolo. You've got Shanahan. It's the Mahomes method. It worked once in a huge way. I think they take their shot at it. I believe they will take Lance. Bubba, what's next? All right, and as you asked the crew today on Get Up, who you got as the last quarterback taken in the first round? Well, again, I mean, everyone says it's going to be Justin Fields. So I guess I'll have to say that. Now, I don't see it that way. I can't believe it's going to happen that way. But it's what everyone says is going to happen. I will say, well, let me hedge that a minute. Hmm. If San Francisco doesn't take Mac Jones, I'm not sure who's in a hurry to get him. Like, maybe the Patriots do. But does that happen after Justin Fields goes? That's the question. And also built into this question is whether or not a sixth quarterback sneaks into the back of the first round too, right? The way that Bubba asked it. Well, I hadn't thought that. Read the question again, Bubba. I hadn't even thought of that. Who you got as the last quarterback taken in the first round? Oh, I ha- is that sneaky? Bubba's such a good question. That's, you know goodness, what? Well, that good. is why Bubba Suck has written. right in. You're so good. He's written several books on the subject of asking questions. It's called Questions by Bubba was the first one. <laughs> um, 
That's fun. I have lo- I have long been saying someone's going to trade into the, the last pick of round one and take Davis Mills, the quarterback from Stanford. I'm very worried about the knee. But just to make a fun answer to the question, I will say that. Davis Mills, Stanford, will be the last quarterback taken in the first round. I like it. Uh, Bubba, next. All right, let's do a little NBA because on first take, Stephen A. said Kevin Durant and Kyrie could regret passing on the Knicks if – the Knicks make the playoffs, and the Nets don't win the NBA Finals. Do you agree with Stephen A. here? Who you got? I don't. I'd love to have this conversation with Steve one day next week, and here's why. Some of the stuff that has been going on this year, the, the absences from Kyrie and all the rest of that, Harden in the lineup, out of the lineup, KD in the – well, take Harden out of it but because he's not part of the question, but KD – That stuff has gotten a lot less attention in New York because they play for the Nets. That stuff got some buzz in New York, got some conversation. They got some criticism playing for the Nets. If they did that with the Knicks, if Kyrie did that stuff as a Nick, it would be the back page of the paper every day. It would be the only thing the talk shows were talking about. So I believe that the criticism, if if those guys were on the Knicks, would be multiplied by a thousand, literally by a thousand. And so in that regard, I think that they like it. I think they get to be in the biggest market and not have to deal with most of the nonsense that comes with being in the biggest market. I mean, Tibbs is not letting that fly, though, right? Like, if they were playing for the Knicks, I don't think this would be happening. Well, I don't know. I mean, like, there were just some things that are... There were just some things that are different and that you can't necessarily control. I don't know. I don't Hmm. fully understand all of the things that have happened, to be honest with you, particularly with Kyrie Irving. But... Whether Tibbs had any say in it or not, notwithstanding, Mm. the fans would lose their mind and the media would lose its mind. And I think that would have been a lot less fun. So, again, I I think these guys who are more than famous enough, they don't need any help with their brand. I think they are delighted to be playing in the comparative anonymity that Brooklyn provides while still being in the biggest market. I I think it's actually a genius move in that regard. Mm. Bubba, what's next? All right, 28 years ago yesterday, Conan O'Brien replaced David Letterman on NBC's Late Night. Who you got as your favorite all-time late-night talk show host? Oh, that's tough. That's a tough one because I love Letterman. And, look, Mike and I were on that show 11 times. And he could not have been nicer to us. He, he And he, I mean, I'm not going to say he made us, but but being on that show was a huge part of, of the growth of our show. When we went on that show the first time, I'll never forget it. I will never forget the reaction that we got the first time that we went on Letterman. And I loved him, and I've loved his show all my life. I thought he was brilliant. I think he, he, he completely transformed that industry. That said, I grew up with Johnny Carson. And Johnny Car- watching Johnny Carson in the 70s, like I remember when I first got old enough that I was allowed to stay up, like that no one was in charge of what time I went to sleep. Like, I don't remember exactly when that happened in my youth, but somewhere around the time I was, I don't know, 12 years old, whatever time it is, you stop having a bedtime. Every single night, every night at 1130, I watched Johnny Carson. You and Mel Kuyper both. Yes. Well, I don't do it anymore. So (laughs) that's where Mel and I diverge. But I loved Johnny. So I will say Letterman, but it's close. I'd say Letterman 1 and Johnny Carson 1A. Do you have one more? I do, because tomorrow is National Superhero Day, of course. So who you got as your favorite 
superhero. Oh, that's an easy one. You know that my favorite superhero is Batman. Batman is my favorite superhero. Are we counting Robin as a superhero? We're not doing this. We're not doing this. Well, I think so. We're not doing this. Why not? This was the long-running debate. For those of you who are new to me and were not Mike and Mike listeners, Mike and I used to debate all the time. He he believed erroneously that Batman was not a superhero. I believe firmly (laughs) that Batman is not only a superhero, but he is the best of the superheroes because he has super smarts, which is the best of all of the attributes that you can have. Lots of people can be strong and tough, but he was smart. So Batman is my favorite, is the best superhero. The one I think I am most like is Robin. And I've always been relatively satisfied <laughs> to be the boy wonder. This was really fun. I'm off to Cleveland. Uh, thank you so much for hanging out with me. And I'll see you on the draft Thursday night. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can check out Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. Also, don't miss Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 Eastern on ESPN. This is Greeny, the podcast.